after this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread, so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was so, uh, now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. All right. And twisting. Uh, I guess some stuff to preface this with. Uh, this is the longest chapter in John as a whole. Um, I don't know if you find interest in that, but... Uh, this is, um, this chapter, uh, kind of classifies as, if you look for an overall theme, is that Jesus is the bread of life, which sounds kind of weird saying it, but, um, when you kind of look at bread as, um, kind of seen in the Old Testament and now about being, um, kind of one spiritually sustaining as well as physically sustaining, uh, you can see how Jesus fits that role as well as giving, uh, infinite bread uh, yeah i don't it's a miracle um i don't know how it all works but uh i guess we can i guess that's a little uh little intro to it because this is the first time we are in john 6 uh john 5 was all about the authority of life the kind mm-hmm. of the different characterizations that we go through when we go through the different chapters of john um but this is the second out of the six characters that are going to happen. I think uh, once we get to chapter 12, it takes a turn. It changes. Yes, bread emoji. Bread emoji is good. Um, I don't know, you got anything to add to, for an intro? Uh, no, I think probably... Yeah, you're definitely right about it changing eventually uh, within this gospel account of kind of like the shift in the narrative i guess and uh what's talked about but i think this is definitely still the continuation and we talked about this a couple few weeks ago um kind of like the display of all the miracles christ did um while doing his ministry here on earth um and kind of just continuing to see god's fully man yet fully god or yeah christ's fully man yet fully god nature um, and that he's able to do these uh, divine miracles uh, by his own doing. Um, and one thing that's kind of... Oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, that, I mean, I was just going to say, as we see by this miraculous event of turning barely any loaves, five loaves and two fish into being able to feed 5,000. But yeah, Justin. Yeah. 
Um, one thing that's kind of cool about this is that it's actually seen in all four Gospels. I believe that's it's one of like the only ones that each Gospel gives a direct account. So it's one of the only miracles that is uh, given in all four. Um, but I guess um, uh, some information is uh, it was not... It was actually more than 5,000 people. Uh, I think it's in Matthew. Because it, when it says uh, feeds the 5,000, that number is excluding um, women and children. Um, hmm. Yeah, let's see. Where's the chapter? It's in Matthew that it says that. Let me, let me find it. I had it somewhere over here. Then, um, but then I lost it. I'm a dingus. Uh, oh. Matthew fourteen twenty one. Let's go there. Matthew fourteen twenty one says, "And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides the women and children." Oh, cool. Yeah, kind of interesting. That's dope. What I thought was interesting about this is. Uh, I don't know where exactly, because I'm looking at the ESV, like, study Bible, mm -hmm. and I pretty well trust in their timeline, I guess, because yep. smarter than I, biblical scholars, have determined, obviously, like, timelines of Scripture, and we've kind of alluded to those, especially in, like, I think when we were looking at just, like, John 1 and seeing kind of the year, whatever, based on... uh like the current Caesar and stuff, and then seeing like John the Baptist's lifespan and Jesus's lifespan and stuff. Um, but uh, what's interesting is it says in six one after this, the term used there uh, indicates the passing of an unspecified period of time, uh, and as much as half a year may have passed since the previous event. Um, and I wasn't here last event. week, but I guess that was just. Uh, the pool. I think uh -huh. we were still kind of over there. Yeah, that, wherever that was. I guess in Jerusalem. Uh huh. It was him talking to, the healing him, and then talking to the Jews. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of interesting to consider. Is like, obviously, like, at least this gospel account and every gospel account isn't just like day by day by day, like one chapter a day, and then, like, Jesus was only on Earth for, like, 30 years. Or, I mean, 30 days or something, you know? I mean, he was on yeah. Earth for 30-something years. I mean, you have to think, like, Jesus was in these communities and, like, prevalent in his apostles' lives and in these people's lives, and, like, they knew who he was, and he was, like, I don't know. It's interesting to think he was still also just, like, living life, and it yeah. wasn't just, like, 30 days of him doing miracles, and then he just, like, left. And that, that makes sense, I think, as a whole, when you read John, because, um, uh, so John, like, that jump, Jesus was kind of doing miracles between that, maybe less as prevalent as, as whatever accounts that we've gone through so far, yeah, which are not written in this book. Um, yeah, nice. But, and that's, um, yeah, because he is going about day-to-day -day life, you, he doesn't... It's not like he does a miracle and then instantly he has this crowd of over 5,000 people coming up to him and, and doing that. This is like definitely the, the work of um, all of just like 
a combination of things happening. It's it's not just day by day by day, which is important mm-hmm. to. I'm not sure how important it is, but it's it's a cool yeah, it's it's thing to have in mind when reading scripture. Is that uh, if you if you tend to see a lack of manhood in Jesus when you, when you're talking about him being fully God and fully man, I guess you can think about that and how this. He did not just mm-hmm. come down and Thanos snap everything. Um, it's, I don't know if he, Thanos snapped anything. Yeah, it's more he just he was living out a life doing this fully God, fully man. Eventually, leading up to his death on the cross. Mm. But yes. Uh. Guess we can go into the first verse now since we haven't haven't really. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. After this, after yeah. Yeah, after this, this went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberius. Um I guess that's it's just the Sea of Tiberius is just another name for the Sea of Galilee. Oh, interesting. Um, it says, uh, another name for the Sea of Galilee in honor of the town Tiberius, built by Herod between A.D. 20 and 30, and named after the reigning Roman emperor. Hmm. Yeah. Um, verse 2, and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Yep, so like we said, he was doing more than one signs, even though I think John only has an account of of one sign on a sick man so far. Or a lame man. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, do you got anything to add to those first two ones, or am I good to move to the third verse? <coughs> uh, no, I think, yeah, that, that we covered it. Okay. Um, verse three, Jesus went up on the mountain and sat there with... His disciples. So, um, something about uh, this passage in particular, we're going to see a lot of parallels to Moses. Um, th- this could, uh, this is, um, a lot of them are found in Numbers 11 when it's talking in regards to feeding the people and even the questions asked and stuff like that. But um, th- this could also be a parallel to uh, Moses going up to Mount Sinai, um, kind of. Um, yeah. Uh, you got anything to add to that? <laughs> uh, to the mountain? I mean, to just verse 3 in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe. So what's interesting is this is the same. Well, obviously we see this in verse 16, not to jump ahead. But it's interesting to see, like, I was just looking at Matthew fourteen twenty-two. Um, like, like as he's dismissing the crowds, he makes the disciples get into the boat, uh, get into a boat and like leave. Uh, and then after he dismissed the crowd, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And then when he, so I'm literally just reading directly Matthew fourteen twenty two to uh, twenty six, I guess. Then when evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them, and in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. 
But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. So it's interesting. I, I never really thought about like that those are literally like same day. Like Jesus runs from the crowd, goes up to the mountain, uh, and then uh, just like goes praise. like walks yeah praise then walks from the mountain to the boat he sent them out on <laughs> um yeah it is as something that it's weird because like some things do happen a year and a half apart but then also a lot of things happen in one day too so yeah. like especially once we get to like 12 or something when like everything starts going down with the crucifixion and resurrection and stuff. That stuff happens yeah. like, bow, 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 it's wild. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for three though. So, all right. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews was at hand. We nice. talked about this before. I think in this study, Passover, uh, was in light of remembering God's, uh, saving and fulfillment of the promise of saving uh, Israel, or I guess like the Hebrew people, out of enslavement in Egypt. And in Exodus, we see that the first Passover was where um, there was like a bunch of plagues that happened to Egypt because the Pharaoh wouldn't let Moses take the Jewish people out of slavery. So then the final one was where uh, like a spirit of death from God passed over all of Egypt and anyone who was not Jewish and put lamb's blood on their doorway, uh, their firstborn son was killed. Uh, so it shows that, you know, God loves his people and protects them and stuff. So that was kind of like Jewish tradition. They would always remember that still do today. The Jewish people, uh, we don't, I guess as Christians, but you can, I guess to see if it's kind of just like, cool thing to do culturally but it's definitely not like a thing we have to do i guess the passover also shows not only that he loves his people but god is a righteous judge oh absolutely yeah yeah. um uh it said also uh this is the second of the three passovers mentioned in or in the gospel of john Mm -hmm. uh the first one was 213 which we obviously read and then 1155 uh, and it's the only one during Jesus's ministry that finds him in Galilee. Uh, the others, I guess he was in Jerusalem. So interesting. I don't, I don't know why that's interesting. Again, it's just like <laughs> some of the stuff we talk about, it's just, it's just nerd crap, like n- nerd Christian theology that like, you know, you don't necessarily need to know, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, I think that it's also pretty significant because all the people were up on the mountain with him, and Passover is the biggest Jewish celebration. True. Very true. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like it's like a festival of eating and stuff, and you know, obviously they recognize like the bread is from God, and like literally this Passover, they're directly getting the bread from God. <laughs> yeah. That's. that's Probably would be a pretty they, cool They may not realize it yet, to. but... Right. Well, they, they might have realized something was going on. Yeah, they like... that something's a little bit... <laughs> like, holy crap, man, like, 10,000 people are being fed right now. Uh, Yeah, Maggle, I, I can send you a TDLR. I also have 
the the vods saved on Twitch if you want to go back and watch it. Nagel, to... go go get them gains, bro. Thanks for them... back in time. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> man, that scared me. Okay, get swole, bro. Gains for Jesus. You can only work out if you're reading the Bible at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or at least listening to a Christian podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Maybe. Okay. Um. Verse five. Lifting up his eyes, then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, "Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat?" I guess we should probably uh. I'll tie that in with verse six. He said that this to test him, for he himself know what he would do. <laughs> That'd be kind of a, that's kind of a weird dynamic of just like, hey, Philip, what are we going to do, huh? And he's just like, I wonder what, like, what do you even say to that when, like, like, God asks you a question of, like, yeah. for advice? You're just like, uh. Uh, I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess they're, like, wanting to go it's, buy bread. It's interesting that Jesus asks that to then, like, well, then we see in, like, 7, like, Philip's answer, which is, Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. So, like, clearly, like, uh, it says here that 200 denarii uh, was roughly eight months' wages in that time for an average uh, person uh, who all these people were just part of the average commonwealth or whatever. Daenerys, one denarius is about one day's worth of wages. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> Jesus literally asked that question to then be like, oh, no! This is gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least Philip was thinking practically. He's like, "How much money we got so we can buy all these people bread?" Um, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, keep talking. I'm gonna look up something. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was the average day's wages. It says that in Matthew. You want really the the verse. Um to support that which is Matthew 20 verse 2 says and when he agreed with the labors for a penny a day he sent him into his vineyard so yeah I guess a penny is also a Daenerys I suppose let's see what huh. the yeah the penny translates to the Greek word I don't know how to say it to Daenerion or, or whatever <laughs> But, yeah, so that's the average days for <laughs> say it. Don't bully me, Rafanio. <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, uh, all right. I guess we could, um, I'm getting a call, but I'm not going to answer it. Sorry, random call. Nice. Uh, the, the it's not moves. that kind of Bible study where we take yeah. random calls. <laughs> Next time. You know, like I was trying to see show. what Philip's job was. I wanted to see if he was like an accountant or something. Because that would be funny. <laughs> if he was like good with money. <laughs> He's just like the accountant for the accountant Christ's for ministry. But I don't... I don't see anything about that. It's fine. So. It's whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, so verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew... Simon Peter's brother said, wait, is this, is this the same disciple who you call Simon the Rock Peter or Simon the Rock Johnson or whatever? Well, Simon Peter, yeah. yeah. That's um, just Peter, dude. 
Peter. Uh, there is a boy who has five barley loaves <laughs> and two fish. But what are they for so many? Yeah, that's like nothing. For like more than 5,000 people. That would like... That wouldn't really even feed like a hundred people. True. Like that's like okay. Let me explain something. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> this is I'm giggling about it. Okay. okay, Simon Peter, right? So that is the Apostle Peter. Jesus was, you know, they were they were close. He was part of the twelve. Uh, he was like the first leader of the early church. Jesus says to him, like in this you know, whatever, on this rock, I'll build my church, whatever, because Simon Peter's name uh, is changed to Cephas, which Cephas. I think, Cephas, whatever, which is Greek for rock, and Peter's dad's name is John, so Simon Peter's full name is Simon the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Something to think about. <laughs> Yeah, no! <laughs> so much. You broke his head, man. Man, anyway. I, I could imagine you being like Winston a pastor and like not. And like that's the first <laughs> sermon you preach about is just in John. If like, I was a youth John pastor, one, that's all I would talk about. That's all you would talk about. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on uh, seven. Maybe. Sorry. We did that, so eight. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Uh, barley was a common food for the poor. Uh, most the, the, the well-off people, Winston likes that. The more well-off people uh, would eat wheat bread. Uh, don't exactly know what the difference is, but I guess uh, barley's trash. For, for some reason... Um, the the study Bible that I have says that this is a small lunch. Huh. That doesn't sound like a small lunch. Like five loaves of bread and two fish? I guess it depends on how big the loaves are and how big the well, fish appar are. Well, yeah, okay, it also says apparently the fish were probably dried or preserved, possibly pickled. <laughs> I love what it says at the end. Possibly it says, pickled. the fish were probably dried, preserved, possibly pickled. You never know. Oh, no. So I, I imagine them the size of, like, sardines. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, that could be the case. That Minecraft bread and Minecraft like, jerky of some kind. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, three pieces of beef jerky and, like, five Ritz crackers. It could be. Definitely could be. Um, I guess we could move on to uh, verse 10. Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down. About 5,000 number. Yeah, so it specifies so the men. Yeah, so that doesn't include women and children. Consistency. The Bible's consistent. Come by our special, possibly pickled fish. <laughs> That's quite the sales tactic. <laughs> maybe That'd pickled, the... maybe not. You never know. I don't... What I find... I don't know why they mention the grass. Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was much grass in the place, so men sat down. Like It's just a comfortable place to sit. 
I guess. I guess Would Jesus you want and to his sit on grass or sit I, on. Dirt? I guess. I mean, God's sovereign will. He knew. He was like, "I'm gonna do this on a grassy place because why not?" Just better. Um, you think they would have refused to sat down if there wasn't grass? <laughs> Maybe like, no, I was trying to find if there was some sort out. of like I was trying to find if there was some sort of like Israel or uh, Jewish law where like you can't sit in dirt, but I I didn't see any. Mm. I feel like that'd be a difficult law if they because they're like. A lot of places are like the desert. <laughs> they're like very like dusty and sandy. Hey, no one said following God's easy. Yeah, but <laughs> I just said it'd be hard. <laughs> um, Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, that way we pray, like or give thanks yes. for food. I I'm pretty sure yes. I, yeah. Does that also happen in the the final supper? Uh, that's not maybe. important it, we have at oh. least one instance of it so that's good enough um the he distributed them yeah, yeah. I mean, he distributed them to those who were seated so also the fish so also the fish as much as they wanted they just kept on giving it out uh, yeah this is uh much pretty to... pretty pretty solid uh argument for christian hedonism which is just uh living living life to the fullest while still glorifying god i.e going to golden corral and just smashing Bubble. a buffet because uh, god wants you to eat eat to be you're full. full i mean i don't know man like god's providing food to the people and he keeps giving it to them hey man um same with the wine thing dude well, he gives them a, gives them some wine man like a lot um, of it in that other what, what's what's this greek word for wanted to will that yeah desire take delight have pleasure and i do think that there is a fine line uh to then cross over to gluttony but oh absolutely it's a fine yeah. line but i think you can like idolize food probably yeah. not great oh no the dude i mean we've hit some buffets before me and Justin are friends in real life, if you didn't know. Yeah. Me and Justin smashed some buffets. Oh, Lil Ragdoll, Blakey. Lil Ragdoll. He joined. He he's been smash. there. He's been there, but he doesn't smash buffets. Man, y'all trying to go to a buffet? Okay, sorry. Probably sorry, not, sorry. man. I know, me too. Uh, anyway. Then what? Stay on track. Okay. All, all I'm saying is... you all the ice cream from that Chinese buffet. Dude, the Chinese buffet's ice cream be hitting. Yeah. You know what? Great. Also Chocolate's be hitting. the best. That... The rats. Yeah, everything's just rat. <laughs> Everything's red. Yeah, I. Dude. You know a Chinese buffet is good when the chicken and beef taste exactly the same. Then you go for the <laughs> shrimp, and you're like, mm, I didn't know shrimp was brown. <laughs> I didn't know when shrimp you go to the Chinese brown. buffet, and they so, some reason have Italian food. That yeah, the that's best always the garlic. Okay, we're getting off topic. <laughs> okay, it's let's... so true though. <laughs> like any white people who come and don't want to eat Chinese, we got garlic bread. Boom bam. <laughs> no, they literally had Italian chicken and everything, and it's like the best stuff they had. There. Just it's like weird. there's probably that one Italian. You an Italian back. rat? <laughs> See, I, I want to believe. Okay, okay, Italian okay. We can't keep going with this. All right, anyway. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he does like, who left? Eh, that. Who cares? Oh man, <laughs> what are we studying today? We're in John six one through fifteen. It should say it in the title. Soyos. Feeding the five k. The five k men. Yeah, Patriarch. it's a twenty k. 
<laughs> Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he just said, okay, we read that, and we either fully took the stuff. Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. A lot of leftover food, too. That's 12 baskets, wow. That's, um... Uh, that's, like, hmm. so there's... basically normal lives. It's, like, what, 5,000 people, right? Yes, it's more than 5,000, but yes. 20,000. Yeah. 20,000? Where are you getting that number from? Mm. Just feels right. Also, I'm pretty sure these loaves are like your average bread roll. Like Hawaiian rolls or whatever? Like, nah, like, you like know, Texas like Roadhouse? Roll. Oh, like a baguette. <laughs> a no, baguette. baguette's long. Like a bun for like a burger. <sighs> Like yeah, a like loaf a of slice. Kind of, basically. Mm. You know, you ever go to, like, the store and you get those really fancy-ass buns? It's yes, like that, I've heard of those. That size. Huh. Like, like Wonder Bread. Why do you care? Why are you trying to, I don't to, know like, what that derail? message really means. Okay, anyway. Like, I don't even get what that means. Uh, alright. Little like Ragdoll, that's strike one. <laughs> Uh, so they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments. Uh, oh. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Wait. The 12 baskets? Oh, we're I still can, talking about that? I guess I can tell them about... Oh, yeah, uh, go for it, man. So, uh, there's a possibility, and this is kind of a reach, but it's still a possibility of the representation of the 12 baskets being... um. The twelve tribes of Israel, um, because you know, twelve baskets, twelve tribes of Israel, but also, kind of in the Old Testament, I think we said this before, that um, what's it called? That bread is a sign of spiritual life and like all that type of stuff, um, and like nourishment. But the twelve is yeah. also a pretty common number. Yeah, uh, and that's why I said it's kind of a reach. I'm not, like, that's not scripture what I am saying. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Um, hypothetically. Hypothetically, a it's a certain... possibility. Good image, Brad. Thank you. So, Reminds me of my childhood. Me too. Uh, when the people saw the sign that they had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch of times before in this book and in yeah i guess we've only done this book so far in this bible study but i was thinking about private bible studies me and just are done yep. but uh jesus has been prophesied prophesized prophesied whatever since uh forever i mean christ has always been existent and was even there you know a part of creation and everything christ is eternal because he is god but um, in the Old Testament, we see in Isaiah and Elijah and, and things, or I mean Ezekiel, uh, we see um, like prophecy of Christ. Um, even the prediction of a prophet in Deuteronomy. So these Jewish people obviously are seeing this and being like, "Oh man, this is what we've been like talking about for five thousand years, and it's happening." Mm -hmm. um, Cause I don't know about you, but I think if I saw that happen, I'd be like, that's probably the God our culture has been told about 
that will come and be a man. Um, so I realized that we kind of glanced over some verses that I had references to, but I forgot to talk about. Um, let's see. So in uh, when we were talking about uh, going back to John 6, 5, because I forgot, I want... I kind of said at the beginning of the the parallels between Moses and uh, this that we find in um, Numbers 11. Um, uh, one of the questions uh, asked in John 5, 6, uh, where Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? We also see that in Numbers 11, 13 with the Israel people. And Moses asks, where am I to get meat to give all these people? For they weep before me and they say, give us meat that... Obviously, there's a difference in why we see that Jesus is a better Moses. Jesus is a better, insert any biblical figure here, because he is fully God, fully man. He is better than all of that. Um, So, obviously, Jesus has a certain type of, um, a certain amount of pre-knowledge, and where they're asking it with kind of different intentions behind it. But also that uh, we see... um, I can actually just read this passage here, so it'll probably be easier to understand. You fine with that, Bradley, or should... Yeah, bro. All right. Uh, I'll start from Numbers 11.1. And the people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes, and when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So the name of that place was called Tabira, because the fire of the Lord was burning among them. Among them, Now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. Remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic? Uh, but now our strength is dried up and nothing, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Now the manna was like coriander coriander seed and its appearance like that of bdellium. Um The people went about and gathered it <coughs> and, uh, and ground, gathered it and ground it in hand mills and beat it in motors and boiled it in pots and the cakes made of it and the taste of it was like the taste of cakes baked with oil uh the dew fell upon the camp of the night and the manna fell with it moses heard the people weeping throughout their clans everyone at the door of the tents and angered and the anger of the lord blazed hotly and moses was displeased and moses said to the lord why have you dealt dealt ill with your servant and why have i not found favor in your sight that i may lay burden of all these of all this people on me uh did i convince did i conceive all this people did i give give them at birth that you should say to me carry them in your bosom as the nurses carry a nursing child to the land that you swore to give their fathers where am i to get where Am I to get meats to give all these people? For they weep before me and say, Give us the meat that we may eat. I am not able to carry all this people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you will treat me like this, kill me at once, and I find favor in your sight, that I may not see wretchedness. That was a lot. Um, what was that again? That was Numbers 11. And what, what was that about? That was about... Uh, manna coming down as well as 
the Lord's anger, anger being kindred against some of the people of Israel. But it's kind of, uh, I guess, seen as a parallel passage to this um, in reference to kind of the questions being asked by Moses as well as um, the type of feeding with bread. But where we see Moses fall short and Jesus go farther is that Moses cannot handle that burden, but Jesus is able to uh, feed these types, these people. Um, mm. And which is why Jesus, and yeah, <coughs> like I said earlier, Jesus is, is the better Moses as a whole. But then we also see that um, I believe Moses was, this is a prophet like Moses. So when, so we kind of ended at, uh, let's go back to it, uh, gathered up the 12 baskets. Um, when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. So I, in Deuteronomy, I believe it is, uh, they were promised a prophet like Moses. Um, yeah. Let me read over real quick. Do you have anything to add to any of that, Bradley? Uh, we're still talking about fourteen and just like yeah, Christ just being in, the... just in general. No, not really. Um, I guess I don't think you touched on this. So Jesus really isn't usually called a prophet, or like that's not usually a name given to him because he's a lot more than that. Um, he's usually called the Lord or Messiah. Or, you know, whatever else. Um, because of the fact that, you know, he's not just like... He's not equal to Moses and Elijah and uh, Isaiah and things like that. Where it's like, he's just some... He's just like a guy that God is speaking to and writing scripture through God's, you know, verbal plenary or whatever. Which is just, you know, God. God's speaking to him and stuff like but like christ is god um so it's interesting like usually people who call him the prophet kind of don't really know him that well and like don't really exactly know it's usually people who like are just seeing jesus for the first time and then through seeing his ministry and seeing what he talks about you really see like oh it's more than that it's like this is the messiah um that's all i'd say about 14 um do we want to go to 15 or are you still uh i think i think we were good i kind of okay. um i wish i would have covered that more as we we're going along with it so it wasn't just a massive chunk at the end but you isn't know. it more so because that's what the jews would have called him um well the jews don't deny the prophethood of jesus so yeah, that, yeah. Would, that would be what they would call him in regards to seeing the signs. I mean, I guess that's like today what they call him, right? Or I don't think the only times or they do didn't the Jews didn't stone him for claiming that he was a prophet. They stoned him for claiming that he was God. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a so it's like distinction. But it's yeah, like all I'm saying is like although they call they're like this is indeed the prophet who is coming to the world. He's more than that. Like that's not really a title you should give Jesus. Um, it's kind of out of their ignorance. They do call him that. So Jesus uh, is prophet, priest, and king. He is all of those. Right. Uh, speaking of king, perceiving that they were about oh. to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. It's interesting that although 
Christ's teachings were, I guess, sort of counterculture, I guess, in this time of like pretty depraved Roman Empire or whatever. Obviously, not a big prevalence of like the Israel nation and things. Um, uh, no, I feel you, trash sandwich, tra- trash then, <laughs> trash boat, uh, trash boat. <laughs> um, it, although he is challenging kind of the social norms in that way or whatever, but even though really it's not because he's just fulfilling the Jewish prophecy that's been around for so long, uh, they are going to take him by force to make him king. Like, he doesn't want to encourage a freaking, like, riot where, like, all of these Jewish... I mean, think about it. If these are, like, if they are five to 20,000 people and they just start marching on the Roman... Uh, senate or whatever um they're just what gonna start this uprising and just start this bloodbath (laughs) like so obviously jesus doesn't want to do that because his kingship is spiritual Uh uh you know and and he's alluding to the fact that now he reigns as king forever um but like on earth he was not he was not he did not come down to earth to rule such as David or Solomon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. His kingship was spiritual, and I think, uh, let's see. Let me, uh, let me look at this. Mm-hmm. Verses, uh, it says Matthew 8, 4, and 9. Let me pull that up. Uh, 8, 4, and 9. Oh, and when I say that, like, Christ's kingdom, yeah, was not, I mean, that's, like, directly from Scripture. That's uh, John 18, 36, which is Jesus answered, uh, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from the world. Um, okay. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway. It, also, Jesus denied, I guess, a physical leadership as opposed to spiritual one because that's one of the things that he was tempted with um by the devil in luke 4 uh bringing him up and saying look at all these kingdoms they can all be yours he said Mm. no right um yeah let's see um that was the last passage or the last verse that we're going over anything that we want to add on top of all this to sum it up is there any really um uh okay bye winston go. bye winston is there anything that anyone's confused on that we can go into more um detail on or like any yeah any confusion really and that goes for you too stream chat Sorry, I've been ignoring you, but uh, I'm more focused on the study than responding to this. Sorry. <laughs> I guess we're going to take the silence as no. Yeah. Um, cool. And if you want to you wanna pray us out, Bradley? Yeah, sure, to? man. All right. So, all right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this uh, evening that, or I guess people here in different time zones so whatever time it is for them uh lord that we can all just uh you know gather and glorify you and learn of you um through the grace of 
um, being in a time where technology provides this outlet of being able to all be unified and have um, access to each other and be able to discuss things and have access to your word. Um, so, Lord, we just uh, we ask that these things we've learned resonate with us um, throughout the week and um, throughout, I guess, our lives, Lord, and that they help to just continue our process of going closer to you. And if um, any of us don't know you, Lord, here, um, that we that they'll see um, your goodness and your grace and your majesty and divine nature and, Lord, the awesomeness of, of what you did uh, here on earth and what you continue to do uh, in our lives, Lord. Um, so we, just, we thank you uh, for this time and that um, it is beneficial to, I know, me and Justin, and I'm sure so many others, so... Um, Lord, just be with us through the rest of the day and uh, and as we go out into our normal lives and uh, let us glorify you and praise you and that you just yeah be glorified in everything that we do. Uh, it's in your son Jesus' name that we